Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Athens.com and the Athens Banner Herald. This is the Georgia Bulldogs Podcast. Bulldogs Extra. Now, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. All right, welcome in to the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. From the Athens Banner Herald, I'm Ryan Dennis alongside Mark Weiser. To give you a little context, it's a uh, Thursday morning here in downtown Athens while we record this podcast, and a little rainy, a little drizzly, and uh, the Masters starts today. So I know a lot of you will be tuned to that if they can get it in. It appears to be raining in Augusta right now as well. But one thing they won't get in this week, Mark, is a lot of SEC football, Georgia being the kind of uh, one of the teams that faced a little bad luck this week. Uh, Missouri has had to cancel the game with Georgia. And uh, I guess this is something uh, we all kind of expected at some point throughout the season, and it's hit hard right now. It has. Uh, well, before we get into that, let's let's touch a little bit more on the Masters because uh, that's going to be a, a sporting event going on in the state of Georgia involving some Georgia Bulldogs, three in particular. Um, it's Masters week. Got to be excited about that. There's something for uh, some joy. Yeah, it's it's almost like it uh, scheduled out just perfectly in a, in a sense. And I know COVID's nothing to uh, make light of, but uh, hey, looked out for I'll, watching I'll, a lot of Masters. I'll tie it into to Georgia football in a minute, but but first, um, you know, I did call up. Are you into the uh, the Masters? Is doing this thing where you can uh, maybe they did it last year where you can uh, choose who you want to kind of get a shot yeah. by shot video thing on. Well, you know, I I am in a uh, a golf fantasy league, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I p- I picked Rory this week, actually. All right. Anyway, I I uh, I picked uh, the three Georgia guys to kind of get all their shots on uh, on my laptop, I guess, and uh, as well as a guy named Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and even Freddie Couples, an old an old timer. You know, uh, there's a there's a odds out for Freddie to to make the cut. I think it's yeah, he, one does that, he does that. But anyway, it's 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 uh, Brendan Todd, it is Kevin Kisner, and it is of course Bubba Watson, the Georgia guys. Uh, I did see that Fred Ridley, who is uh, the what's the title that he has, the chairman of yeah, uh, chairman Augusta of, National. of Augusta National. I, I guess he is a Florida guy because he took a shot yesterday uh, at the Bulldogs, oh, saying really? that uh, he made some reference to how Florida handled Georgia easily. Uh, I guess in his Wednesday press conference, um, I did see. Gary Player and Jack Nicholas with the ceremonial tee shots at uh, I guess it was like before 7 a.m. this morning. The yeah, 7 a.m. dark. It was 7 a.m. Uh, tee times to start off, and they're going off on what one and and ten. Yeah, I think a quarter of the field is going off on ten this morning. Okay, uh, and the rest are starting at one. But they're in a weather delay now anyway. So yeah, I think I saw a tweet that said maybe uh, they could start back around 11:30 or, or noon. But I do think the the uh, forecast looks a little better than it did. Uh, that hurricane, what is it, Ada is. 
maybe not hitting them uh, as bad as they thought. So maybe some sunny uh, golf on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All right, so it was supposed to be uh, Alabama LSU. I think it was like at 6 p.m. on Saturday was going to be on CBS right after the third round of the Masters. And that is one of four games that were uh, postponed this week due to COVID-19, including your Georgia Bulldogs uh, against Missouri. Word came uh, before 11 a.m. yesterday, uh, Georgia Athletic Director Greg McGarity told me he uh, got a uh, was on, I guess, a call with uh, the SEC about 9.30 in the morning. So Georgia obviously uh, would love to get the taste of that Florida, I wouldn't use the word debacle, but it sure feels like that, uh, 44 to 28 uh, out of their system, and, and we'll have to wait uh, at least another week now for that. Yeah, they, uh, you know, it, it, I, I guess in a sense you could say, well, they were set up for a uh, an upset, right? If you take the uh, disappointment from uh, Florida, you, you couple in all the injuries. and You're saying Georgia was about to get upset by Missouri? I didn't exactly say that to, uh, to those exact words, but I think it's set up for an upset, yes, because yeah. of, uh, hey, yeah. hey. I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Kentucky and Missouri, were, didn't Missouri handle Kentucky pretty easily? And then, so you, you look at the way Georgia played against Kentucky, you look at the way Georgia played against Florida. You telling me they couldn't go into Columbia and lose? I don't even, I don't even remember what happened with the Missouri-Kentucky game. Yeah, so I don't think uh, Georgia's uh, looking like the, uh, the juggernaut at the moment, and a lot of that's due to injuries. A lot of that's due to quarterback play, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit. But... I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they couldn't go into Missouri and lose. So it might be best that uh, they get a little off week this week. Missouri won twenty to ten. It was not like it was a, a domination. Georgia beat Kentucky fourteen to seven. So that wasn't a domination. Fourteen to three. Fourteen to three. Or fourteen to three. Yeah. That, right. well, either either way. Yeah. Look, um, Georgia Missouri. We'll see where, where that lands if they reschedule for December nineteenth. If they shuffle around the schedule again, and because Missouri. Is already has a 12th. Missouri's uh, playing Vanderbilt. But, I mean, if the, if, the, yeah. if the SEC has to decide whether they get in another Georgia game or, or a Vanderbilt-Missouri game, which has no real bearing mm-hmm. on the SEC East. Well, I don't think that one will either. <laughs> well, but, I mean, if there's any mathematical right, shot that right, Georgia, right. you know, still was not eliminated, mm-hmm. uh, you know. That would trump uh, trump the, uh, the Vandy-Missouri game? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Let's. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to? Uh, by the way, we we had a uh, uh, guest lined up to talk all about Missouri from the Columbia Daily Tribune, Eric Bloom. But uh, no need for that now. So it'll just be Ryan and myself yeah. breaking down. There's so much to do with this game. Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with the quarterback situation? Obviously, uh, hot topic. Hot topic with Stetson Bennett. I know you wrote about it uh, earlier this week. In fact, at onlineathens.com. Let's put in plugs early. Onlineathens.com and uh, read all of Mark's uh, content. But Stetson leading a good, uh, you know, a good game. Bulldogs go up 14 nothing. Then, uh, what, separated shoulder? What was the exact uh, injury there to, to Stetson? Uh, Kirby said first he thought it was a separated shoulder, but then came back and because uh, he was pressed on it and said it was a uh, sprained AC joint. And that's what uh, Georgia was later that evening, or I guess that night, able to confirm through Ron Corson. So that's what it is. Uh, sprained, sprained AC joint. Stetson did not practice or did not throw Monday or Tuesday in practice. Uh, all signs were pointing to JT Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
being the the possible guy to to start at Missouri, and then you know with the game getting postponed, uh, they you know went to a different type of practice schedule. There was no game to prepare for, uh, so you know every all the quarterbacks uh, that were available. I'm sure Stetson Bennett didn't throw, right? But the other guys did, and and it was more of a uh, you know fundamentals and and spring practice and and take a look at the younger guys type deal, which I, I presume it will be the same. Uh, today on Thursday, and, and I'm not sure if they're going to go Friday, Saturday, or, or what their schedule is going to be. Uh, they'll have a game week next week against uh, Mississippi State. We'll see what happens with that. Mississippi State was not even practicing as of Wednesday. We're hoping to get back in their building Thursday, and and uh, but they have some numbers issues at it's you know a, a couple of positions, and and uh, so that'll be worth watching. Right, absolutely. And, uh, of course, that was supposed to be Georgia's first home game next Saturday uh, in quite a while. Uh, so I know the Bulldogs are looking forward to getting back into Sanford Stadium. So hopefully that game right. can continue. Getting back to the quarterbacks, Stetson, Bennett, and Dwan Mathis combined. 9 of 29, 112 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Neither of them, obviously, uh, winning, uh, you know, a winning performance. And, and Bennett, you know, had the shoulder deal that he was trying to fight through. But, uh, you know, no matter who was throwing the ball for Georgia, there were open wide receivers. There were guys uh, that you could definitely see some some big plays downfield. The, the balls were not on target. More often than not, they were overthrows on a couple of occasions uh, to the tight ends. There were drops, uh, you know, whether, uh, you know, it was John Fitzpatrick, it was Darnell Washington. Um, neither of them had a catch, but each of them had a drop. Uh, Darnell's was a little bit, you know, would have been more of a uh, a great catch type deal. But you need some help, especially when a quarterback is not, uh, you know, on his game. And, um, you know, you've seen Juwan Mathis now with two extended performances or two extended periods uh, starting against Arkansas, filling in uh, against Florida and uh, there's no reason to think that Georgia will be turning back to him unless for some reason they still don't feel good enough about JT Daniels' knee and his mobility. Yeah, it looks like JT's the guy right now from what we can tell, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but but Stetson now will have, uh, you know, 10 days uh, more time to get his shoulder ready, and, you know, you don't know. I mean, you think given where the season is that you might as well just – put JT Daniels out there and, and see what he can do because, uh, you know, Bennett, obviously for the last, uh, you know, since the second half against Alabama has not been, uh, you know, playing the type of football that Georgia needs. Right. It seemed like a, uh, not a convenient injury. You don't, you hate to say that, but it just seemed like the, uh, you know, it gave, uh, the excuse that they could, could move on there in the second half, uh, against Florida. All right. Why don't we talk about, uh, the defense and some other things, uh, as, uh, yeah, we move on. Let's take a break now and then come back and talk about that. All right, back into the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Banner Herald. You had mentioned going into break there about the defense, and it's a defense that, you know, it, I know Kirby doesn't want to blame the massive amounts of yards and, and points that were put up uh, by Florida last week on the depleted defense. But, I mean, that was one of the, the biggest things is, you know, when you had Lewis Seen go out with a – with a uh, well, I mean, he was injured on the play, but he got called for targeting. Uh, and then you were already missing Richard LeCount, missing, uh, you know, a couple of defensive linemen there. It took its toll eventually, I think. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you want to be using the injuries as a crutch because the guys that were uh, available and, uh, you know, many of them very highly touted, um, you know, recruits, uh, they just didn't cut it in terms of, um, you know, making the plays, uh, you know, miscommunication uh, hurt a lot. Uh, you know, Georgia was killed by the wheel route. They were killed by running backs out of the backfield. Um, now, was that miscommunication or just bad matchups on Georgia's part? Because a lot of times it looked like, uh, you know, had a linebacker on a uh, on somebody that just didn't didn't either cover them well or got kind of picked on a cross type of deal uh, or, or just straight up bad communication. I would say a combination. You know, you could break down each play and, and decide if it was a matchup or, or you know, there, there certainly were some pick plays, uh, but there also were, were times where. Florida schemed it up well and, and uh, you know, created those mismatches because of communication issues. You had, uh, you know, Malik Davis with five catches for 100 yards. You had Wright with three for 71. You had Damian Pierce from Bainbridge, Georgia, mm-hmm. Kirby Smart's hometown, two for 41. Um, you know, you, you lose, uh, you know, the, the star tight end, Kyle Pitts, and, and you have his backup come in and, and, and really hurt him as well. Well, he was wide open on that one, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Alabama hurt Georgia where communication was an issue with some of the things that they schemed up. You know, we'll see if Mike uh, Leach and what they got going with that offense at Mississippi State uh, ha- has not been hitting uh, right. close to all cylinders. So, uh, you know, maybe that's not going to be uh, – you know the opportunity to, to do that with what they have personnel wise but um you know injuries were, were a factor i mean i think they, they missed richard LeCount a lot more than than you might have expected um and losing lewis to a clear targeting call uh what was not uh you know advantageous i mean major burns came in and and you know, you know true uh, freshman right yeah true freshman so. uh major burns and christopher smith has been back there as uh, the next guy up at safety uh, but, you know, again, you're seeing Tyson Campbell, uh, you know, with some tough matchups, some 50-50 balls, and, and he's, you know, been on the wrong side for, for a couple of touchdowns. Uh, it seems like, you know, sometimes – well, the Alabama game where he just got blown by, but he's he's in pretty good coverage there. It's just good pass, and those guys are a couple inches taller, seem to outfight him for the ball. So, uh, yeah, that, that but they do seem to keep picking on on Campbell though. You know, you think back to the Auburn game when he was up against Williams for Auburn and had a great game. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's just a uh, a matter of good throws and good catches uh with 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 obviously great players uh going up against well, I guess who Georgia feels is its best cornerback. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, Dominique Stevenson, you know, right. one play, uh, you know, kind of, I guess he, he maybe lost his footing, I think it was, or jumped up and fell down. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you had uh, Nicobe Dean kind of, I think I remember him being kind of slow to react uh, once when Davis, you know, came out and, and uh, got beat by a couple steps. Um, you know, so uh, certainly uh, you, you would say that, um, that, that Dan Mullen, uh, you know, schemed it up right and, right. and uh, you know, probably outcoached Georgia in this game. Yeah, probably a little bit, which uh, would only be the first time in, what, four or five matchups that uh, Mullen had, had out-schemed a little bit. Again, I think, you know, you take advantage of, a, of an injured Georgia defense. And, uh, again, like you said, I think missing Richard LeCount, who I think is out at least five weeks uh, or so, uh, according to what Kirby told CBS before the game, so I mean, pretty that's pretty much the whole season. So all I can see is he might get back for a bowl game, which uh, 
that's going to put Georgia in even even more hurt. Yeah, Kirby was asked about um, LeCount's status in terms of when he might be back uh, on Tuesday night and said, well, that would basically depend on how long the season is. Um, you know, I don't know then if he was thinking that the Missouri game might be postponed. So, you know, if the game is December 19th, that's clearly more advantageous for LeCount being back and he could play right. in that game and then a, a bowl game uh, if he so chose. But um, Kirby said that LeCount was still dealing with some open wounds from his uh, mm. dirt bike wreck. Uh, couldn't get back into the pool yet uh, for rehab, uh, but has been you know, over at practice and, uh, I guess in some team meetings, but, um, you know, I guess can't get fully back to, to the kind of rehab he wants quite yet until he, he heals up. And speaking of injuries, obviously a serious one to, uh, Marcus Roseme. How do you say it? Jack Saint, I believe, uh, on that touchdown. That's another thing where, you know, it's just bad luck for Georgia in that game where, that was the same play that uh, Stetson kind of injured his, his shoulder on. Uh, he took a hard hit and, you know, threw a great pass to, to Rosemey there who uh, got rolled up on. And I think they said it was a dislocated ankle with a fracture. And it was one of those things where, you know, you yell at your TV for CBS to keep sh- for, uh, for keep showing in that play and uh, made you hurt every time. But uh, they said he did have surgery earlier in the week and should be a full recovery, which is good to hear. I mean, I know they always say that, but um, – you know, hopefully for Marcus, he can come back and and fully rehab that, and uh, that's just another blow to the Georgia's team right now. Yeah, Kirby uh, made a point of mentioning that you know some people are saying, well, you know, wh- what does this mean with the for strength and conditioning if all these guys are getting injured? Uh, is there some kind of uh, issue there or or the training staff? Uh, and his point with the with the Marcus uh, as one of the instances was, you know, the guy just got clipped on the ankle. I mean, it wasn't like uh, something that that could have been avoided through uh, some kind of you know better type of training. So, uh, you know, certainly some bad luck for Georgia. Uh, George Pickens uh, gets get some even more time to come back from his upper body injury with this postponement, and Georgia certainly can use him. You saw Demetrius Robertson starting to get more uh, more playing time. You saw Jalen Johnson was you know targeted on on uh, I think it was Stetson's last interception maybe I guess. Of course, uh, Landers got more playing time because yeah, Landers so. targeted five times yeah. and, and they just could hit him. You know, most of those seemed to be deep ball shots and um, you know. I mean, we'll see if JT Daniels can make that throw. I mean, yeah. people talking about uh, Kirby's talking about how he has, uh, you know, very good uh, arm strength. Uh, may, maybe he has more accuracy on those. Now, why do you think that they haven't tried him up until now? Do you think he's just wasn't healthy? Uh, I know we're all speculating here, but uh, I mean, would he really be behind uh, the two other guys that have struggled at times to perform? I mean, uh, I, obviously, we don't get to see practice and all. But, you know, when you're a five-star recruit who was, uh, what, uh, the third quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, you expect him to be, to be you know, up to that caliber, I guess. And if Kirby keeps saying that he is stuck behind Stetson Bennett, a walk-on. All right, we're, we're back, I think. We had a little technical glitch there. But I think I was talking about JT Daniels, and uh, again, we were speculating, but why would he not have had an option by now? Just health? Or is he really just behind those uh, two other guys? Well, I mean, you look at this quarterback situation. I mean, Stetson Bennett was not getting uh, practice work 
um, you know, to, to gear it up in the preseason right. to be starting the opener. So, you know, you can only work basically two guys, uh, quality work. And, and Georgia had been doing Stetson and uh, Dwan Mathis with, with JT, who clearly had a mobility issues coming off the knee, wasn't cleared until the second game of the year. And, you know, was working down on the scout team to get the kind of work um, you know, just, just to keep him active. Now, um, you know, did they not see enough from him down there uh, to move him past Dewan? Clearly not. Um, you know, Georgia w- was uh, seeing enough of Stetson that they liked him, and he beat Auburn, he beat Tennessee. Arkansas saved that game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but you know, when push came to shove and, and Dewan Mathis got another chance, another opportunity against Florida, uh, you know, th- that's too uh, – during games, bodies of work that that just didn't cut it. So yeah. you know you have Bennett out now with the shoulder or, or not able to throw at least Monday, Tuesday this week. You have J T. Daniels, a guy that started full full season uh, against Southern Cal, uh, and now uh, clearly th- this seems to be the time for him to, to to go there. Some would argue he should have already been in there against Florida, you know, with the game on the line. But but you know, presumably he didn't have enough uh, quality practice work. Uh, you know, could he have thrown better than the 35% or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably. And, you know, Dewan shows you glimpses. I think the touchdown pass to uh, Kiaris Jackson there in the fourth quarter was a, was a good moment for him. Uh, you know, he, he read the defense and found an open Kiaris Jackson, but then he has moments where it looks like he's overthinking things, you know. It's like, uh, uh, well, I think there was a moment where uh, I can't remember which tight end it was, was wide open over the middle, but he took an outside shot and overthrew the guy. Uh, so that's the things that you hope, or if you're a Bulldog fan, that JT Daniels can come in, have a knowledge of uh, you know reading the defense properly and hitting big plays kind of like that over the middle. All right, Dead Gum Gremlins keep getting us here. I think we were talking about quarterbacks again, but let's move on. Of course, again, onlineathens.com, read all the Mark Weiser's content, and I know he talked. Where does Georgia go from here? I think the, the thought is now under Kirby when you have number one recruiting class every year that you should be winning national championships right now. Again, we've gone into detail about how injuries have kind of decimated the, the team this year, but where does Georgia go? I mean, if they can salvage what? Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of injuries, we didn't mention Kendall Milton at all. Yeah, that was uh, that was the other example he gave with uh, w- with. You know what that reminded me of? A little like Bo's injury. I know it's not that serious, Bo Jackson, but that kind of odd turn where it looked like he might have pulled his hip out of place. But I guess it was just a knee, wasn't it? Yeah, let me look up. But you know, when I watched the uh, the replay of it, I'm I'm kind of want, want to pull up to see what I saw about that. Uh, so many injuries, uh, you, you kind of forget what. Um, what was what? Didn't he take a helmet on that or something? No, he got, I think he just got kind of – his leg got pulled back and it looked kind of like odd, like he was straining to go forward. And uh, I think Kirby called it – or uh, <laughs> I guess his dad called it an MCL sprain on, on Twitter and that's where we kind of heard that news. But, um, yeah, it looked like one of those – like I said, if you remember back to Bo Jackson's injury where he got pulled down the sideline and it tore his hip out of place. Now, I know it's nothing that serious. But that's what it kind of reminded me of when it happened. 
Yeah, um, actually, I, didn't, I don't even have that the note on that, but but uh, he's out for uh, mm-hmm. about three or four weeks. Um, but Kenny McIntosh, the good news, is supposed to be back. Was going to be back for the Missouri game. So uh, you know, <laughs> crazy injuries. I mean, how much do you do you uh, can you attribute it to the long layoff, no spring practice? Uh, you know, I mean, every team's dealing with it. So uh, you know, definitely the worst. Uh, that the Kirby said it's been the worst since you know probably the last th- you know at least three seasons yeah I think uh you know when you look at Georgia they hadn't really been impacted by COVID apparently as, as far as we know um you know they're not the team that's having to cancel games because of it or anything but yeah when it comes to those types of injuries uh you know it's it's hit them hard and uh I can't remember a time under Kirby when they've been kind of you know such such bad luck so to speak as far as the the injuries go and i know to to kindle that was kind of you know it's bad to see again because uh kind of like uh rosemary you got a you got a prized uh freshman there who's starting to show themselves and then boom hit with a an injury like that you know, one thing that I would say would be troubling when you talk about injuries, you talk about, you know, the breakdowns on defense is that, you know, if you look at Kyle Pitts and you look at Kadarius Toney, those aren't the guys that necessarily killed you. Now, now Kyle Pitts did have the touchdown catch. I think he had two catches total. Uh, but but they found other playmakers all over the field. Uh, no matter who was uh, you know running the route, Kyle Trask was was uh, you know effective uh, all day. Uh, you know I do a, a Heisman uh, ballot top mm-hmm. three for uh, you know USA Today, and uh, you know he certainly climbed back onto my list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Georgia now, this has happened against Alabama with another Heisman uh, contender, Mac Jones, uh, against LSU with a Heisman winner, Joe Brady. Not Joe Brady. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Brady was a guy calling the plays that was uh, very effective up in the box. Uh, you know, these elite quarterbacks, elite offenses are too much for a Georgia defense that was thought to be the best in the country. And, uh, you know, they don't really have a chance this season unless somehow, uh, you know, that you know, 8% chance or whatever it might be to get back into the SEC championship game to go up against another elite offense, which would be Alabama. Uh, you know, they're going to probably, you know, go up against a, a Missouri if that happens, a Mississippi State, a South Carolina, certainly a Vanderbilt, where the Georgia defense will do what it's done, which is, you know, keep the team out of the end zone, shut down the, the running game, even if you don't have Julian Rochester, even if Jordan Davis isn't back from his uh, his elbow injury. Uh, but those aren't the games that define, I think, whether you're a great defense or not. It's being able to, uh, you know, I mean, you look at the Alabama game, if Georgia had a, a quarterback that could, uh, you know, go blow for blow with Alabama, um, you know, they didn't uh, self-destruct in the second half there like Stetson did with, with uh, the picks. Uh, you know, Georgia kept them to, what, 41 points? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're seeing games these days where teams are winning. I mean, look at that Clemson-Notre uh, Dame game. You don't have to be uh, a great defense. You just have to be a mm. decent defense enough to keep your offense in the game. Uh, and, and Florida certainly doesn't have a great defense. Uh, you saw them get, you know, chewed up uh, in, in some early season games. Um, but they certainly have an elite offense now, and, and Georgia doesn't. Well, and that, uh, that's the difference. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, you, we've heard a lot of rumblings and, you know, it's time for Georgia to do this on offense and all. Well, I think that's why they brought in Todd Munkin. You know, he was 
going to bring a, a, a new look and a new style, and I just don't think he has the opportunity to do it with the quarterback situation being the way it is. Um, you know, I think Georgia would love to outscore people 55 to, to 48 if they had to, you know. Um, obviously, Kirby being a defensive guy, that's where their bread and butter is going to be. But when you go up against these offenses, like you said, in Alabama, which has adopted that type of style where you you try to put up a lot of points, LSU last year, Florida now, um, you know, I think the right guy needs to come in here. And I think, I think Georgia has that next year with, uh, with uh, the guy from down the road, uh, Brock Vandergriff. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe JT Daniels is the guy that can do that. But uh, we'll have to see. Speaking of uh, – Brock Vandergriff and and recruits like that. Soon we might bring in our recruiting reporter Jeremy Johnson to discuss a little bit about uh, recruiting. Maybe uh, next week we will bring him in to uh, to talk a little bit about where Georgia's heading on that front. But uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, where does Georgia go? I mean, it, this season can't be looked at as a as a failure completely, right? Well, I mean, if you're not in the SEC East, if you're not the SEC East champion and you're not playing in Atlanta and you're the Georgia program that's been there three years in a row and you have aspirations for getting uh, to the college football playoff. I mean, I don't know if I would use the word failure. Uh, you could use that. I mean, you're probably graded on a pass fail, I guess, right? You're either yeah, doing that or you're true. not doing that. Right. And, um, you know, playing in the Peach Bowl, if Georgia wins out, which, you know, might be the landing spot, uh, it probably would feel like the Sugar Bowl, uh, you know, has the last mm-hmm. couple of years uh, in that, you know, it used to be a good, uh, I mean, Georgia didn't play in a in a Sugar Bowl type deal uh, before, uh, or since 2008 before Kirby got here, right? When that Hawaii, uh, that season? Yeah. Or was yeah. That, that was 2007, 2007. Well, it was the seventh season. Seventh season, yeah. Yeah, eight. Um, that's not, that's not what, what you're paying Kirby almost $7 million, uh, a year and, and paying his support right. staff and his assistant coaches. You know, his coordinators are more than a million a year. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to not say it's a failure, but I'm going to say it's, well, I guess if you're saying pass fail, you're either there <laughs> in the uh, playoff. Look, if Georgia went uh, to the SEC championship game and lost again to Alabama, and maybe it was a little tighter than that game in Tuscaloosa, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd say you, you fell short. But not getting to the championship game, um, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of not, that's not going to sit well for anybody. So is Kirby on the hot seat? Is that what you're saying? Uh, hot seat talk? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, well, moving on from football just a little bit, I know uh, we talked that Georgia football seems to have avoided some of the COVID, but I know some of the other programs have not. Uh, who we got? We got Billy Lassane in soccer. Uh has uh, contracted COVID and is in the protocol. Uh, today is uh, Thursday. Billy Lassane was supposed to be back at practice yesterday. Okay. Uh, the women's soccer team, there is no men's soccer team, so right. we just call it the soccer team. <laughs> They're playing Auburn uh, in, uh, is it Orange Beach, Alabama? That's where the... Uh, yeah. Uh, on Sunday, uh, Manny Diaz, the men's tennis coach, uh, they had a, a match canceled Sunday at home. He tested positive, um, had some symptoms, but uh, he, I guess he... Uh, the release said he was feeling, uh, you know, I guess okay or pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not really their prime season anyway. I think they're limited to eight hours a week of practice now. Um, so I think they were undergoing a round of testing on the team on Monday. I hadn't heard, hadn't heard you know, how that turned out. But, um, you know, 
you had a men's basketball assistant coach, um, you know, Chad Deller, right. Chad Deller that, you know, it has been back for more than a month now after testing positive and he had a rough bout with it. Didn't have to get hospitalized. Um, but Georgia, yeah, they've avoided the football program has avoided, you know, as far uh, as we know, right, well, we haven't noticed anybody missing right. at a game, right. where, you know, and there hasn't been an explanation about an injury that, so, I mean, you know, it's a knock on wood situation. You know, they always say it's, in, you know, until your next round of testing, you find out how you did. But uh, Georgia certainly has been much better, um, you know, gotten through this better than many uh, other SEC teams, as you see, uh, you know, all these mm-hmm. games getting postponed this week. Absolutely. And you mentioned Chad Dollar with Georgia basketball. Hot off the presses, right? We got a Georgia basketball schedule. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of games in Stegman Coliseum. Now, we don't know yet the capacity of the crowd or anything yet in far as Stegman. Yeah, we do. We've, so we do? Okay. We've reported that. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't it, remember if it was volleyball we had reported on uh, or, or what. It, it was, they're all running together. It was, you know, Greg McGarry told me it was going to be about 1,700. And then I was told now that, uh, you know, that might include media and, uh, you know, some other folks. Uh, so it's really going to be closer to probably 1,600, I think, uh, as the attendance. Um, you know, this home schedule is not really going to. Uh, demand that that people get out there. I mean, unless they really want to just support the Bulldogs, and a lot of folks do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got. I'm just going to read you off. They're playing the first eight games at home. You do have Cincinnati on December 19th as kind of the marquee game, but otherwise, it's a chance to, in my mind to to build up some W's with, with a very uh, young team, the team that will probably be picked, you know, either last or second to last in the SEC. Probably you got Columbus State, Gardner Webb, Jacksonville, Montana, Samford. Uh, I mentioned Cincinnati, then Northeastern before you uh, you play Mississippi State to open your home season, and then. And you go on the road against LSU, not till January 6th. Mm. So uh, that's what that looks like. And um, well, you know, I'm sure there's diehards that will fill up that 1800. Or so something, as you, know? you uh, as we were talking off air a little bit, it seems that uh, the Memphis game is gone. They're supposed to host Memphis this year as part of the uh, home and home with them. Yeah. And, and Georgia Tech obviously is gone as well, which, you know, I didn't tweet that part out because that's I, I tweeted it out yesterday when Georgia Tech put out their schedule. Right. Right. So or, or two days ago, I guess it was. Uh, but you know what? This is a Masters weekend because there's no Georgia football. I guess Georgia fans can watch Florida, Arkansas. And we didn't mention, but Sam Pittman uh, is home uh, right. after testing positive, will not be uh, at the Swamp. Uh, and Georgia fans can root, of course, for the Gators to lose. <laughs> um, Sam Pittman uh, said he's hanging out with his dog. He has a... Uh, the Bulldog, right? I, I, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, but Sam Pittman, I, I guess he has like a uh, maybe a guest house uh uh, behind his uh, regular house, and he's staying at the guest house, and his wife is staying in the regular house okay. as she uh, tested negative and is staying away oh, from good. him. Good, good, good. Yeah. But um, it sounds like, I mean, he's he, he kind of used the word depressed yesterday. It's, mm. He's he's away from his team, and, yeah. you know, he talks to them on Zoom calls, and then when they go out to practice, he waits there in that guest house for the film to come in from his crew so he can break it down. So, uh, you know, he does have the companionship of his dog. That's good. Again, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, everybody in Bulldog Nation, uh, you know, likes uh, likes Sam Pittman and, and is pulling for him to do well at Arkansas. Hey, before we get out of here, pimento cheese or egg salad? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Um, I'd probably say the egg salad. Oh. I'm not a, I'm not a huge pimento cheese, but I do like. Uh, I've run across some good uh, pimento cheese like dips recently. Uh, you know, with like with the a nachos, little celery with or the something? nachos type oh, thing. Nacho. Yeah, huh. I. Uh, you know, when I've covered the Masters the past couple of years, got denied this year because of, uh, you know, too, too few uh, press credentials to give out this year. But, 
You know, I eat probably a two to one ratio pimento cheese to egg salad because uh, those are just so delicious. And uh, I bought some pimento cheese to eat today while I watch the Masters and maybe tomorrow too, but it will not live up to Augusta National style pimento cheese. But that's the uh, COVID life we live in right now. And uh, yeah, so. Anyway, enjoy, uh, I guess, now an off weekend for Georgia. Uh, watch a lot of Masters. Um, maybe uh, maybe a little football if there's any to be played. And uh, I guess we'll come to you again next week leading into uh, Mississippi State if that happens. All right. Sounds good. And uh, hopefully we can uh, – this, this football season will not – uh, you know, have as much disruption as this had this weekend, although given the cases that we're hearing about nation- nationwide, yeah. uh, cr- fingers crossed. Absolutely. Talk to you all again next week. See you. See you.